and welcome back to the True Healers Roundtable. Get ready for some conscious combo and a whole lot of fun. I'm Cher Jolene, and this is my beautiful, exquisite Empress Queen and co-host, Jacqueline Rowe. Let's dive in. <laughs> that was such a great introduction, Cher. Thank you. Oh, oh, you know, I blush giving you intros. That's how I feel about you. Yes. And welcome back, everybody. Episode two. Let's get started. I know. I'm so, so excited. Fun. Yeah. Day two. And for those of you out there that don't know about the True Healers and maybe didn't tune into the last episode, True Healers is a marketplace where you can instantly book private self-care and wellness services, browse our epic metaphysical marketplace, and discover a community passionate about your mind, body, spirit, well-being, and the whole thing. So if you're into all that groovy stuff, if you're into being a sovereign soul and making quantum shifts happen in your life, and you're interested in finding a community that resonates with you, check out thetruehealers.com. If you're interested in this year, investing in you, investing in your healing, and investing in the best version of yourself that you can be, www.thetruehealers.com. Okay. Well, we're excited about all that. And I, I love our website. I love the feel of it. And so please, everyone listening, if you haven't checked out the site, go check us out. We're going to be shouting out a few of our healers today, which I'm super stoked to talk about what they do because every healer that is a part of the true healers is really unique. They have uh, just their own version of medicine, their own version of magic. And it's so cool reading about the different offerings that these humans are offering to humanity. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, These gifts is just out of this world. I feel like we have 25, over 25 wellness experiences right now. And every single practitioner is vetted beforehand, um, background checked and ready to give their gifts um, of healing to everybody else. That's their main calling in life. And we want to make that their career. So yeah, that's, that's what that is the big website. part of the mission at True Healers. And if you're a healer out there or a wellness enthusiast, a wellness junkie, we, we really um, pride ourselves over here at the True Healers, True Healers, to say that we are on the front line of making this um, a platform in which all healers can come to to thrive and share their gifts and, and be honored in that way. So yes, yes to that. And, you know, I honestly, Jackie, it's so funny to me because I'm like, why haven't I explored more of the different offerings? You know, cause I'm a healer myself and we talked about in the last episode, healers need healers more than anything. Yes. And so I just can't wait to, I think it's the stigma of like the painter's houses aren't painted or the housekeeper, their bedrooms are messy or their clothes aren't organized. I think <sighs> with healers, we kind of do the same thing. We are so used to giving to everybody else that the second we have a space to give to ourselves, we almost instinctually want to give that time away to somebody that could use it more than us. Um, but yeah, I think exploring the website, I'm so grateful that my, one of my positions of true healers is to get the opportunity to interview every single one of our practitioners and also receive a Mm -hmm. demo service. So I've really had the opportunity to explore every healer, but when I get to reminisce and read their bios, it's just so fun. 
um, as a consumer or somebody that wants to pop on our website, if you are on a healing journey or a wellness journey or a spiritual journey, there's something for you here. Um, and you'll find somebody you're connected to. And I just urge everybody to kind of go with their gut, see what practitioner really suits them and mm-hmm. book an appointment. And then if you can't get that, you know, give us a phone call. We, we, I think we have a number listed on there. Always email the info app, but our team is so ready to help everybody start utilizing wellness um, and finding the right layer of wellness for themselves. But yeah, share if you want to pick out some healers. I think, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a hard time choosing. Episode, you'll probably you'll probably see some somebody that you're like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, yes, somebody will catch your eye. I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, that's that is pretty much it. You just go on the website and you scroll and look at the beautiful practitioners. So what's kind of cool about the website is we have different different types of healers, which you can, you can find what you, what you're needing at that time. Do you need, I think it, Jackie, isn't it? Mind, mind healer, body. How is that? How is that? mm -hmm. Our wellness system broken up into three categories, wellness for your mind, wellness for your body and wellness for your spirit. And under your mind section, you're going to see a compassing of modalities as meditation guides to life coaches to therapists to kundalini yoga to hypnotherapist and body you'll see a really anything from nutritionist to massage therapist to chiropractors and acupuncturists personal trainers yoga teachers um, pilates teachers even in spirit you would see you share um, we have all metaphysical just gods and goddesses uh, people that are really able to really get into your spirit and help you identify where you're growing or what you're healing from um so tarot card readers astrologists uh human design people uh, Mm -hmm. mediums all of it it's very very cool the spirit section um by far is a section that I am so proud of because Mm. I feel like this is now the space of giving this industry a real certification, a real stamp of approval that this is helpful. And this is, this, this is real to us. Um, And we believe in you and we trust you. So I'm, I'm very, very happy we have a spirit section. That's so exciting. And I can speak for myself in the spirit realm when I've wanted to say, for instance, find a psychic or find that sort of guidance or an oracle or or that's in that realm of spirit. It can be so interesting or like back and forth or wish-washy for a lot of people finding the right fit for them or... Yeah. Or even believing like, is this person, you know, Real. what is, you know, cause you never know. So we've done all the work for you. Jackie has vetted, um, these gorgeous, beautiful humans. So you just go and you pick which rock star you want to help you become more of your own version of a rock star. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And yeah. And later today, please everyone stay tuned for the end tale of the podcast. We're going to be giving a Gigi's astro forecast for this month. So stay tuned for that. 
We'll be giving you guys a rundown based on your sign, based on like what's just happening in the cosmic realms and where to kind of put your energy. We just had the new moon in Capricorn. And so if you're riding that wave with us, uh, yeah, we're just getting ready for the full moon coming up and we'll be giving you some in-depth knowledge based on your sign. And Gigi's just cosmic intuitive guidance on where we're at. So we're going to start today with a recap on the way of integrity for you guys that tuned into our last episode, Jackie and I have been reading the way of integrity by Martha Beck and, uh, Jackie, how you like, what, what was your favorite part? So I finished the book and Mm -hmm. I am going to take the challenge. I'm going to not stray away from my truth to the best of my ability. I'm going to make a commitment to live in my integrity. And I'm going to take, she makes this comment about my, like a bunch of micro turns, one degree turns into your space of integrity. So I'm going to take every opportunity to take a one degree turn to find my sanctuary of integrity. I am to find out she was a gay woman was super cool. She didn't like drop that ball. And I wasn't, I didn't read any of her other books beforehand. Um, she just, a recap of like her back history is she was a Mormon woman um, who experienced sexual abuse from her father, then gets married and then has one child and then a second child by the age of 25 who has early on in the pregnancy, they know the child has Down syndrome and then fights against her first urge of going towards her integrity. And now gives, because she was a very intellectual woman. So gives up her thought of intellectual and that mind of subsidence is equated to a better life. She drops that and finds her new integrity of love. And then from there that grows and changes her life and completely makes all these one degree turns into her own integrity. And then comes out as like a gay woman and her and her husband go through a wonderful amicable space of like separation and recreating their relationship. It was, it was a really, really good read. Um, yeah. The, the moment that you, uh, because she shared in the book, well, just the moment that she had realized because she was molested by her father, but she had blocked it out for so many years that, she got to experience, I think it, the story was like she was in class one day and then she overheard a conversation of some women talking about molestation. And then all of a sudden she just started having this visceral experience uh, and ran out of the room and fell on to the floor and ended up having to have an emergency surgery from there. And reading that as um, a healer, I was like the somatics behind that, the cellular memory, when you, you kind of push things away and you're dealing with the trauma and then everything in the cells. So what they had found is this something in and around the scar tissue in her, you know, her lady parts. Um, there was a lot of scar tissue and there was a lot of stuff going on there. And then she ended up having this whole out of body experience in the surgery room where the angels kind of came to her or this light, this light orb came to her and was 
healing her in that whole process. And, um, and even the people in the room, the doctors that were doing the surgery, they were worried. They almost gave her more anesthesia because she was crying under the Mm -hmm. anesthesia and she was having this whole healing experience. And reading that was really profound for me to just, you know, whenever things are, whenever we're ready to, to, to move into taking off the blinders and coming back into wholeness within ourselves, whatever clues, if we're on this journey, if we're slowly just following the green lights, you know, there might be moments that information that we've been kind of putting on the back burner or not looking at for a while, those hidden truths or ways that we've been lying to ourselves to cope and to survive, you know, for her, it was a child trying to survive and just kind of putting it in the back. But, you know, I think we all do that on some level. We have little tiny truths that we we kind of tuck away until our soul's like, okay, now's the right time. And we get to direct and make space and make our nervous system strong so we can um, we can face the truths and, and, and use them for our expansion. But when she was sharing that story, I was just blown away by by the somatics of that and how that scar tissue had 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 created so much scar tissue in the lower shock in her lower chakras. Um, and to me, I was like, yeah, that's that's trauma. That's energy being stored there for so I, long. That is such a the way she's able to correlate that, that your your internal integrity health is completely mm-hmm. related and your external health, your wellness is a, a, a direct re- reaction of that or a reflection of that. So if your mm-hmm. integrity is weak or broken, you're going to see it symptomatically in your physical form. Right. And right. when she, all of her trauma, I remember growing up and always going to the eye doctor and never really having good news, but never having mm-hmm. terribly bad news, but feeling like I'm prepped all the time for a bad news. And then out of left field, I get a tumor in my good eye that ends up rupturing for no reason other than from what I know now. How old were you at that point? 13. 13. Or 12 pushing 13. But my integrity knew it was because I'm so open that hearing something that was negative or scary, I had the ability to, to accept that as my truth and build it around that and then turned essentially my cells turned into a tumor and then ruptured. Um, so it's just, I, it, it really is a reflection. If your internal integrity is not healthy, your external integrity will not be healthy either. Yeah. And I love how she breaks down, you know, how little lies and she's like the white lies. We all know what the white lies are. Like, do these pants look good on me? Yeah, they look great, mom. You know, <laughs> Um, you know, and then the gray lies, she kind of, she was like, okay, if anybody could blackmail you for that thing, that would be considered a gray lie. Like the black lies would be, you know, murder or like dark things that are evil and dark. And then the gray lies, which a lot of people, you know, operating gray lies. And I was shocked to like think, I'm like, no, I would only be a white, white, little white liar. Like just here and there, like I'm running, I'm on Euclid, but I'm not as far like I'm further away from the house and when I'm telling the I'm going to be there in 15 minutes when it's 25 Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but when she breaks it down you're like holy moly yeah I'm a gray liar and like most humanity operates in that and it's a survival technique it's ability to try to climb 
the mountain that she was talking about, because this whole book really encapsulates Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes through, we decide we're going to start operating in gray lying because we decide we're going to join the hustle. Right, right. And all the little ways that we hustle. Yeah, that was really eye-opening for me. Yeah. I would definitely suggest everybody to read that book. I think it was amazing. It sparked me to read another book called The Wisdom of Insecurity. And Mm. it's a short read. I can't remember the author, but Wisdom of Insecurity is the title. And what it's really going over is a lot of Alan Watts's work. And I know you're probably familiar Mm. with Alan Watts. Um, he had a radio show a long time ago when before there was TVs and all of his talks are now kind of put onto YouTube as really wonderful spiritual guidance. And I'm really enjoying this book. It's, it's short. So I'm only a couple chapters Mm -hmm. in, but it's just really solidifying kind of follow that integrity, find your inner self and operate from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And how not being integral with our truth, even in the small ways affects our health, yes. how it, it, it and, and the studies that have been don't, done on, you know, the people that have the little gray lies or here and there, or the different splits of integrity or the different hustles. And when we say hustles, it's like breaking down, you know, one thing that was really eye-opening for me is a hustle, for instance, that I had to kind of own up to is like, sometimes I'll blast my radiance out, you know, which is like, it's a, it's a thing because we've been programmed to do it. And I, for instance, grew up as a pageant princess. I was a pageant queen. So as a little girl. And so I, I just, I guess on a subcon, I was kind of programmed in a way to like use that thing, to use the bright, shiny thing to, but I never use it to get like what I want in ways that wouldn't be like, I don't use it in any way that would be considered wrong, but I had to own up to the little ways that I use it. You know, the little tiny ways that I might hustle and, and use it versus just allowing my natural radiance and my natural joy to come out and the ebbs and flows versus when I'm subconsciously, cause I don't do it consciously. It'll happen. Um, eh, you know, so it's just, it's, we get to know our, our inner hustles and, and not- noticing that that is every time that I, th- those tiny little ways of things that aren't fully authentic, that aren't organic to my spirit, that would be me stepping out of integrity, even in small ways. So all of that's really eye-opening. And um, yeah, it's the subtleties for me. And like a lot of it, you know, like I'm not a, I was like, I don't have, some of the things, the exercises in the book were really cool, but I honestly couldn't, I didn't have answers for some of them because I felt like I was past, I've done a lot of work. And then, but I found a lot of the deepest medicine where it was in the subtleties, like those subtle energies that she kind of was bringing up. And I got to contemplate on the tiny little ways, the subconscious patterning of, of the little ways that we come through our culture, through, through different ways that we're programmed to, to survive um, that we kind of go through life and, and we hustle, we hustle. And then every way in a little world where everyone's hustling, you know, especially living in like LA where it's the hustle, 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 which is kind of cool. Sometimes it's fun, but we want to be above that. We want our spiritual technology to actually transcend that energy because the new earth that we're building isn't, that's not, that's not like what it's about. We're about, 
the, you know, the high integrity and in creating a space where, where that everyone, right, right. And there's no inauthenticity. There's like full honesty and, 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 you know, and knowing that when, whenever a, a, you're, you're speaking your truth or you're allowing other, another person to speak their truth, it's actually expanding the vibration. It's expanding the vibration and expansion can only come from like truth. So and that's yeah. what her hope was for this book. I like our humanity for humanity to slowly, one by one, opening up to integrity. And then it go, integrity goes viral. And now we are living in this new world that we built because we are all going inwards and figuring out who and how we best operate and get in the flow that we need. And only operate from there and see where compassion takes us see what where wealth takes us see where integrity takes us um and i i'm excited i know that slow small turns are the way to create long sustainable changes so i'm down for that and i'm really grateful i read a book I'm really, really, I am. I'm very grateful I listened to her book. I thought it was, thank goodness it popped off the shelf. Thank goodness that was a book that you wanted, Cher. That was good. That was a very, very good read for me. Thank you. Well, everyone, please go check out the, you know, Martha Beck is amazing. The Way of Integrity, Martha Beck. So we will absolutely link that in the show notes so you guys can get on that. And please let us know what you think about it. Um, We have we're going to be doing Marie Kondo soon. So that's really exciting. If anyone out there has, is into Marie Kondo, Jackie and I are going to be doing the full Marie Kondo experience. So that's something to look forward to. Yes. I've already started the process, but we're not going to talk too much about it now. because we're going to save all the juiciness, but it's already been so alchemical um, and just clearing out, clearing out, clearing, 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 clearing. And it kind of, I can make the the statement because once you start coming back into integrity and like really tuning into like, what is my authentic essence? What's my authentic vibration? And all the clitter clatter is gone and you can actually feel that ring of truth and move forward with your authentic essence and vibration. You realize like half the shit around you or like objects or people sometimes, you know, objects, things, whatever it is, it doesn't resonate with that vibration anymore. So it's kind of a cool process. Like you're midwifing your entire life as you're coming back to in, into integrity with your spirit and yourself it's like a full cleanse it, it starts with in the inner world but then you kind of bring it out into everything to create that new full projection of your essence so it, it's really exciting I'm really exciting i'm getting ready to start wanting and seeing where i need to purge i'm very much gearing up for that practice when you have three children um it the stuff the objects pile up tremendously especially when you have a child under four because mm-hmm. there's lots of toys your toys change as you grow mm-hmm. and when you're under four <laughs> the toys are just a lot but so i'm excited for marie Kondo. you know what i'm also excited for share uh-huh to do a deep dive with you. I am so ah! excited to share with our audience all ah! about share. Oh, oh I'm blushing. I'm blushing, rock darling. star healer on our platform. You have a wonderful 
tool belt of mystical, magical tools that you use to help humanity heal. You are my co-host, and I am so excited to learn all about you, Cher. So could you introduce us to all of your modalities and what you're currently encompassing as a whole? So for me, I would be a massage therapist as a whole. And under it, my modalities be like deep tissue, prenatal, cranial, sacral. So I want to know what is your modality and what are your services? Mm, mm. I love that question. I consider myself a quantum doula. So I say metaphysical midwife, but I love the term quantum doula. Uh, over here at True Healers, we're all about the quantum healing, the quantum Um, so I have many different iterations and offerings, uh, based in around that, but the biggest prayer is really midwifing and doulaing, being the doula for, for whoever I'm working with, whether it be a one-on-one client or if it's a group activation, because I also hold group healing immersions and activations and ceremonial rebirth activations. So I consider any one of my sessions a rebirth session. Um, so I work with women one-on-one doing womb work, like whether it's womb massage, really passionate about womb massage and really looking at the womb as a metaphysical space to create, not just babies, but to birth our newness, to birth your fullness into the world. So, you know, as we come back into integrity and as we tune into that ring of truth, and as we come back into what is our unique vibration, what is it? What does it feel like? And we learn to embody it. We birth birth ourselves through that sacred space in our body. So I'm really passionate about the work that I do with the womb. And I also consider this to be beyond gender and sex. So I work with, you know, men helping them tune into their womb as well and tuning into that metaphysical space that they create themselves because, we all store trauma or we can store trauma in that, that space, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I feel like every life that you live, I, I still feel like I hold energies from past lives that I've had. So not every single time I've been a woman. So right. men that it, they could have been a woman a four or five times life, lifetimes ago, or want to mm-hmm. reconnect to their, their, generational trauma maybe their mother has been through or their grandmother or their sister I feel like there there's such a space for men to still kind of enter in and if not experience but even yeah experience and have have an education around what femininity and womb healing could really bring to themselves just knowing about it even. And when you say spiritual doula, most people think when you're a doula, you're (laughs) eating babies to come into the world. So what you're doing as a spiritual doula is you're taking that creative center, that root chakra, that womb, Mm -hmm. and you are kind of energy clearing it, neutralizing it, bringing in, helping women Mm -hmm. activate it to their best ability to, to then show how creative they can be in real time. Absolutely. And I I love that you said root chakra. So the womb chakra is actually the second chakra. So for all you guys listening and you're like, what's the womb center? What's the womb? It's your second chakra. It's colors orange. It also governs your creativity, all the creative forces. 
And so the big teachings in and around like kind of what I do and the shamanic practices of birthing yourself, your fullness into this world, your, your spirit, your the divine design that you've created in this incarnation, if that's fully fleshed out to really birth that into the world, it opens into the womb chakra, but chakra, which is the second chakra, but it absolutely needs the root chakra. The root chakra is where we get our sexual energy. It's that bottom, it's the grounding and it, it's the energy from the root chakra that's lifted up the spine into the womb. So we need that energy to be activated, that sensual, sexual, the kundalini energy in the body to really activate the second chakra and move that creative life force up the spine. Because if your root's out of balance, then that and it, your sexual energy isn't turned on, your sensual energy isn't turned on. If you're not able to connect to that energy, maybe... Um, and I, for instance, we can, sh- I'll share, I would love to share a little bit about my journey and how, I, why I'm so passionate about womb healing and why, you know, my healing journey has been the biggest teacher, of course, always, um, that's given me the tools and the techniques and the know-how to be able to show up and hold space in the way that I do for women and people. But if you're opening the womb chakra, you can't, you can, you can connect to the womb, but what needs to be fully activated is the, the root chakra as well, because that that energy need is from the bottom, the base. That's the energy that heals our body. When they say kundalini energy, the serpents that, are, that lie at the base of the spine, once that energy is activated and it's able to move up the spine, because our ascension is really in our spine. So I'd like to take a moment. It's like tuning into how you're sitting right now when you're listening to this podcast, where's your spine at? Is your heart open? Is your shoulders back? And, and tuning into that and where your body can't form. Like if you know, if you have the visual representation of a straight spine, we can think about what that looks like in our mind's eye. And then you ask your body how much it can sort of with ease and with comfort mold itself into that visual representation of a strong straight spine. And so if you aren't fully able to find that in your spine, it would be, I would, it would be almost like kind of shows you that the Kundalini energy isn't able to go into certain pockets of your body and open that aspect of your spine. So you can just take a moment and tune into where you're at. And, and this is just an opportunity to, as we, as we tune into our spine, just breathing into the root chakra, that beautiful red energy at the base of the spine, just taking a few deep breaths into that energy, opening that energy and noticing if it's kind of hard to bring your breath all the way down into the root, because for some people that haven't gone there in so long, maybe there's trauma, maybe there's some some stuff going on down there that, that you've been waiting for the right and the perfect moment to really feel into. But what does it feel like to really breathe into the base of your spine? And to circulate your prana, to circle, to circulate your chi in and around that area and allow it to activate. And just noticing where you're at. If you're a yo- if you have a yoni, if your yoni is clenched right now, allowing it to unclenched. And same with men, if you're noticing some tension or some clenching in your anus, because you know, there's there, we have power in that center. So it's both the yoni and the anus, like where there's clenching at and just allowing everything to ease up, to fully open and just taking another deep breath, deeper than you've taken all day, sending the breath all the way down into the root. And what you'll notice is as you allow, as you continue to circulate that energy down to the base of your spine, 
it naturally wants to start moving up the spine because ascension in our spine, that energy, it's an energy that's always propelling upwards, spiraling up. So thinking about the DNA, the spiral. So it's wanting to spiral up. So as you continue to open into the root chakra and a few minutes a day, at least just breathing deeply into your root chakra, focusing every inhale and every exhale. So the inhale would be sending the breath all the way down into the root. And then on the exhale, expanding the breath with every inhale, sending it the energy down into the root and with every exhale, expanding the breath out and you'll play with it and you'll wait for that, your chakra to fully open. And once the root is fully open, the energy automatically, because it's part of the human technology, will start to move up into the second chakra, the womb chakra. And eventually all the way up the spine and you'll be able to kind of tell, you'll be able to feel into, okay, maybe for instance, like recently for me, I was having some energy in the back of my heart. I was healing some grief from, you know, a a breakup that I had. And also um, I lost someone that was very near and dear to me. And so I had some grief in the back of my heart and my Kundalini energy was having a hard time moving up into the back of my heart center. And it was causing some literal like unsymmetry the right side of my shoulder started to hunch over and like go forward and so it was I had to a work through somatic so you know luckily I had some Jackie's hands on me and I she got to massage it out but you know paying attention to these cues um, and reinforming the the tissues and reinforming what needs to be informed so the energy can like spiral up the body so we can as we continue to know our bodies in this way and to be able to use these tools um, it's, it's really all you need. So that's kind of what I do in sessions. I teach people how to be their own healer. That's just like a very quick sort of, um, I love way that. to tune in. Yeah. That was such a cool deep dive. That was such a cool, quick little deep dive into like what a session could be. When I took my first deep breath, my thoracic spine, I got like four micro adjustments between like T3 and like T5. Wow. Um, so like right where your brawl band would hit my all that like popped open so it's like when you said I had grief behind my heart and then you feel your shoulder rolling forward that is a physical mm. manifestation same thing I'm somehow caving my chest in from whatever anxiety or chakra or energy block I had so once when I wanted to initiate and take a nice deep breath in it was ready to release wow so thank you I appreciate that my body needed it wow Yay. I'm so happy. And for anyone listening, take that exercise and like, you know, put a timer on your phone, like 15 minutes, put it on airplane and just breathe into the root and see what happens and just have the intention to allow the energy to circulate and go wherever it needs to go. So in a session with me, with women, I do a lot of cupping and I'll shamanically guide the energy and I'll be channeling energy in to allow the process to really to move forth. And we'll simultaneously be working through what tissue needs to be readjusted Um, so that's really fun. And then in shamanic fitness, uh, which I'm so excited about if you guys are in LA and we'll probably eventually be doing virtual stuff, but, uh, shamanic fitness is relaunching with true healers soon. And I'm super honored and thrilled about that. So I take these tools into a kind of a fitness class that is focused on prayer. It's focused on somatics. And we, I put together this big pocket of, you get your prayer, you get your devotion, you get your connection to spirit. And you also get like killer workout that's really flexing your face faith muscles so all the workouts and all the visual components are built around um 
just knowing that you are your own healer. So we, we work with things like pranic healing, light therapy. We also are working with the angels and the ascended masters. This is like a new age fitness. So I'm super excited to share that offering. And what's the most exciting about that to me and, and with my work in general is seeing people awaken to Holy Mother when they feel that healing energy moving through their body, knowing that they have the power to turn that on and feel the technology of it moving through their body. And they've become clear enough with the subtle energies to really hone in and be present with it and allow that energy to move up the spine and move in ways. And, and, and you're able to really invoke that sense of whatever you want to feel, joy, bliss, um, whatever you want, invoking it through that space, clearing the hard drive to be able to experience those higher, higher emotions. So in every session in shamanic fitness, we end with prayer and we end with coming together in a circle and really taking that juice that we've built up in our individual practice. And we bring it together to focus on a prayer for the world, which I think is the most powerful. And another thing that I'm really passionate about is that's actually a, how we, you know, people want to work through their karma. We have this whole idea around karma and in healing karma being this crazy thing, you know, but it's not healing karma can be done through prayer and how, what it is, is redirecting our energy to pray for others and to use the energy that we, um, on our healing journey, we heal our bodies and we gather this beautiful cosmic force within us. And we choose to gift some of it away to the world and what, however that looks like coming into prayer. And what's really cool about this technology is it expands our magnetic field instantaneously. Every single prayer that you pray, you're receiving a percentage of that back. So thinking of it like a boomerang Mm -hmm. and the way that I like to pray with, with my clients and people that come to my stuff is we like to put our feet on the earth and really feel our feet connecting to the earth, feel our electromagnetic field connecting and gritting into the earth. And I'm so passionate about sharing this earth wisdom and sharing because it's all about the inner elements, you know, the inner fire, the inner air, the inner ether. We have it all within us, but we must root into the earth to pull our full soul, con- our soul consciousness into the earth. So if we're doing all this healing work and we're not integrating, we're, cre- we're clearing our hydro- hard drives and we're creating all this space for the new us, but we're not gritting into mama earth. That's how we grid and anchor in. That's how we alchemize. That's how we come back into harmony. And that's A, our spirit wants, because our spirit is so galactic and multidimensional, all of us, it really wants to take all of that and tune it into this incarnation. And how do we do that? We put our feet on the earth. We put our feet on the earth and we allow allow her to receive our prayer. And then our electromagnetic fields get fully. And for for those of you listening that might not know what an electromagnetic field is, uh, we can kind of think of the toroidal field around us as the central pillar. And then it comes up like a plume above the crown chakra and goes all the way around. So yeah, it's, it's, Epic to really watch on my own journey and also the, the people that I work with um, and, and how clearing some of the stuff in the electromagnetic field instantaneously, A, makes you feel better. That's the first thing because we want to feel our essence. We want to feel our joy. And sometimes we have so much gunk um, that's been there 
thought patterns, other people's stuff that's that's kind mm-hmm. of in the way of us being able to feel our our vibration, our authentic vibration. And it's really important to be able to get to that place because that's where our dharma lies. That's how we get to tune into what our unique piece of the puzzle is. And that's how we become magnetic to building our team, to, to being in that high state of synchronicity when we don't have all that gunk around us in, in the inner planes of our somatics, the tissues, but also our energy that, that that's, you know, your aura can expands feet, feet, feet around you. So we're walking day to day in life. We're always in each other's auras. And really our aura is our gift. And for someone that has clear, if you've cleared your aura and you're shining your authentic truth, your authentic radiance, your aura will speak before you do. People will feel you before you walk into a room. It's, yeah, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the one phrase where people feel you before you say anything. Right. Um, I totally agree. I would love to learn about how you became this healer I, from childhood to this moment. Um, I, I was reading in your bio that you were an intuitive child and I can relate. I feel like there's so many of our healers that had that story. We just knew that there was something different or that we had this intuition or this really core gut. And I would love to hear your story. Thank you, Jackie. I love, I love that. Um, so I grew up as a really a highly sensitive child Um my mother was take. she took me to several psychics and she's like, what? You know, it's funny when I tune back into, I don't actually remember a lot of this. So my mother has a firsthand memory. My mother's been always the one to kind of, this is what you would say. And this is what you, the things you would say and, and what you would do. But I had these, these friends or guardian angels that were with me all the time. And she would, she would peek in on me and I would always I would have my hands doing things like I was actually doing something with somebody in the room and, and say things that kids just don't make up. And, um, and I know that there, and I believe every child has, we all have angels surrounding us and we kind of lose that. But uh, yeah, I've loved angels since the get go. I remember my mom tells me she would go into my pre-K and kindergarten because she would go watch me while I was at school. And I'd always be she'd peek in, she'd peek in on me and I would be the kid that was just by themselves in the corner in the sandbox, playing with the sand and talking to my imaginary friends, which were my angels. And, and the teacher would be like, no, Jolene's she's good. Everybody loves her. There's nothing wrong. She just prefers to be by herself. (laughs) Um, You know, it was just more fun, I guess. And I was so highly sensitive that, and I'd been that way my whole life. And, uh, yeah, my I'll never forget this story. My 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 dad, my real father wasn't the the best. Uh was raised by my stepdad, but my my biological father there were, there was some some dark stuff growing. My mom divorced him at age 6, but there was some some dark stuff happening in the house from there and I remember well, I don't specifically remember this, but my mom tells different stories of when they would get in fights. Uh or there was one time she walked into the room cuz she had put me in another room so I wouldn't be around whatever was happening. And she walked into the room and I was just sitting on the bed, just cool as a cucumber. And there had been all this noise in the house. Apparently I didn't hear any of it. And she said, Jolene, what's wrong? You okay? And I said, 
oh, I'm okay. They came and they pulled me into the light window. That's what I said. And I was just, I've been protected since I've always felt like I had this, this protection around me. Um, and I shut it off as most kids do, which is why I'm so passionate about working with kids so we can break that cycle of kids having to forget and remember again. But I lost that connection for many years. I would say, I guess around elementary school and then lost it. And then after college, right after I graduated, I had found Bikram yoga. And so coming out of dance, I found yoga and I just knew there was just like a soul calling. There was something in it for me. And I became obsessed. I was just, I was the kid at UCF. I went to university of central college or Florida didn't finish, but, uh, (laughs) I, I would spend my, my nights off tying Moldavite to my forehead at 19, which Moldavite, I'm sure most of you know, if you're listening to this podcast is a meteorite has a very high vibration and it's a star seed vibration. And so I would tap time Moldavite to my head and I would microdose on mushrooms and I would just journey for hours. And I started my, I started to fast a little bit. And then I was going to like three hot yoga, you know, the Bikram series really awoken my body up. It blasted my third eye open. The, the Kundalini energy that I worked through for many years, like with deep study with the asanas and yoga, I'm still reaping the benefits of that today because they say it takes years after you've been practicing for that energy to activate. And I, I always say the Bikram yoga and those postures and having set postures that I could not only go to a meditation class, but find deep stillness in is how I, my multidimensional perspective and how that unlocked for me how I was able to, because I knew what was coming with the 20, 22 and 27 and two, it's the same yoga postures, every class. And I got into a point when I was in college, I was competed uh, and I was taking the advanced asanas with the teachers. And I got really into the Bikram yoga community. I was really passionate about it. Uh, Once I started noticing how it was opening my body and opening, it was the only thing from years and years and years of holding, of not knowing what emotions were mine. Because at that point I was an untrained psychic, right? I didn't know what was mine and what wasn't. I didn't know what voices were, what feelings. I couldn't tell any of it because I wasn't trained. And I think that's the difference between being an empath and being a clairsentient because a clairsentient feels all the things, but yet you can, you know, what's yours and what isn't where people are caught in this thing. Well, I'm an empath. I'm an empath. You know, it's great. I've spent a lot of time feeling victimized by being an empath. And I want to let anyone know out there that's feeling victimized by being an empath. That's not the thing. You got to just turn it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. One that is an empath in your opinion, train themselves then to make the transition to understand what's going on and then decipher and become like you. Absolutely. That's exactly what I, I mean. Yes. Everyone has that ability. And that's why, yeah, that's what that's yes. Yes. Sweet. Absolutely. Because you know, the different psychic, the, the, there's clairsentience, which is the feeling center. There's clairvoyance, uh, which is the seeing claircognizance, which is the knowing, uh, what else is there? I might be missing. I think there's like one more, um, clear, clear audience hearing. So, yeah, these, these abilities are for everyone. Everyone has them. It's a part of your spiritual technology. But I think we're kind of stuck in this new age thing of like being an empath, which is, it's your gift. It, being an empath is a, is a gift. And I don't want anyone out there to feel victimized because on my healing journey, I spent several years, I had an acting coach. I'll tell you, this is a story behind it. So I started doing acting 
when I was young, I was a child actor on and off since elementary school. And um, I was in an acting class when I was 16. And there's this, these different exercises called Meisner. And every time that I would be in an emotional freedom exercise with somebody else in front of the class, I started picking up on their stuff. I would get psychic images. I would get all this stuff. And every single time, because I was untrained in my abilities, I would absorb whatever I would feel feel things. And nine times out of 10, I would fall to the floor crying in the middle of my acting class. And it got to the point where it was really embarrassing and nobody wanted to be my partner. So it'd be like crickets when, you know, okay, who wants to, you'd be partnering up and, you know, you get to pick a partner as you go. And then my name went just because it was weird. And yeah. so it finally got to a point, thank God, because I know as angels, we always have teachers on our journey. Our little teachers will always come and thank God I had my acting coach was really tapped in and she understood. And at the time she called it an empath. She was, she, she was like, okay, I want you guys to know what's happening with Jolene. Uh, so she wrote this whole diagram on the board. She's like, this is what an empath is. Uh, and, and so from that point on, that's when I, I had this whole idea that I was an empath and that was what was going to happen to me as I absorbed things and I couldn't control it. Um, and it, plagued me for, for several years. It really did. And I, because, um, and I think that sometimes it is part of the, the spiritual journey to each their own of going through that and being able to, to explore that. And then, and then find, again, it always comes back to clearing out the hard drive and, and finding that inner ring of truth. So you can differentiate what's your voice, what isn't, what feelings are yours and what's not, and then make your aura, your electromagnetic field stronger so that things can sort of bounce off of you mm-hmm. to that, that, that aren't yours. But that was a big thing on my journey is, is coming from being an empath, a highly sensitive being that could feel everything and not understanding why. And that's, and there's so these rainbow children that were more and more and more every day, these, these, this vibration and and humans, this is being born because that's the new earth. And those are the souls that are really wanting to come to earth right now to change is highly sensitive, sensitive beings. So it's really important that we know that it's our gift and to be able to work and wield it in ways that for the highest good. And, um, and the journey through that, I would say was, I don't think that I fully, fully got a hang on that until I healed a lot of my childhood wounding of being misunderstood because I always felt different. I felt different. I've just felt different. And I felt like nobody understood me. I never, ever could understand any sort of separation. And I'll, and I'll say this, there's always been an aspect to me from, a, and I, this is like in high school and everywhere. And like, when I walked into rooms, the feeling of separation felt like physical pain in my body. So I went to a high school that was, uh, I was the minority being white. It was 70% black. And, uh, and so there was just, there was a lot of racial stuff in the high school. And, you know, as there is everywhere, there's, but there's, there's a lot of separation consciousness. And um, I remember from a young age, I just felt pain. When I could feel that, it felt like pain in my body and, um, and not understanding what that was. And, um, and now as the alchemist, 
understanding what it is. I'm like, oh, grateful. Now I can like cue out even the most subtle of separation within my own self and within others and where that is, where, where that is. And then inserting love and inserting unity with, you know, my aura, but, um, and, and, and all humans can do that as an alchemist, as love alchemist, as healers, that's what we do. We kind of, we, we unify things in, in spirit and out in, inside and outside, but I, I- I've yeah. seen you multiple times call like unity just is the second you walk into a space, unity's ready to be uncovered. It is very interesting. I'll I have had situations where you you walk in a room and immediately the situation is unfolding and the healer steps out of you. And humans that don't, don't, they might not even know you're a healer, but they're reacting and they know before they're conscious, like their thinking conscious knows, but their gut and their integrity immediately mm. trusts you. It's really, yeah, it's so cool to watch. I love that. I think it's taken me a really long time to stand firm in that ground, coming back to like the integrity place of years for years on my journey whenever I noticed that I would make a shift or a difference before I think I was ready to stand in my power um, up until just the recent years, anytime I noticed that I was having an effect on someone, I would shift or mold to not make them feel uncomfortable. Um, and, and learning that and was, was a really, really, really big thing for me on my journey of not dimming my light and not, shifting or molding anything, just standing in my loving truth and not dimming it. And that's been a key factor because I think so many of us can resonate as high vibrational beings when we're moving and we're alchemizing and we're being the alchemist in sometimes lower vibrational energy. Sometimes it can trigger people or rub people the wrong way or make people uncomfortable, especially sometimes. And the trickiest things is like friends and people that can make them uncomfortable because maybe they're comparing themselves to a certain light or a certain expression that they see in us, which is really something that wants to be discovered in their own being. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and, and, and so I've had to really come into knowing and, and, and continue to share with women because it's, and, and humans everywhere, because I, everyone that I know has gone through some similar things and like learning to not dim their authentic essence and they're not dim their magic and not dim their light because it really is for the highest good for everyone. It's just stoking everyone's inner flame. And uh, so (laughs) by the time I was in college, I I did two years at UCF and I was still dabbling in acting. And, uh, and then I started studying my, my first thing I started studying was actually hypnotherapy, which I dropped. I wasn't, I ended up not being interested in it. And then I had another guy that was kind of, he took me under his wing when I was like 20 and he was kind of showing me a little bit about craniosacral stuff and and then Reiki, I was studying Reiki. And but when I was 19, 20, the only places that I was hanging out were these two cool crystal shops in LA. Like I was just such a nerd. I was reading everything that I possibly could. This is when I was having my first awakening. And I just, I didn't really have a community to talk about it to. I had all my friends that partied in college and I still love to party in college. So it's like, I had two lives. I had my, like my, my, you know, uh, party crazy fun girl that bartended at UCF and was doing all that. And then behind doors, I was just this quantum nerd and doing all of it on my own. And every time I would try to bring, bring it up to my, they it was like over there. They just weren't, they weren't there. 
at all, you know, and there's nothing wrong or right about that. It was just, it wasn't of their authentic interest at the time. So they weren't there for it, you know? And so I just, I didn't feel like I had a community. So I ended up moving to LA when I was 22 because that's where all the weirdos go. And I was like, I'll fit in there. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that was fun. And then, um, on that, after that, I started doing Reiki and Reiki was really cool. I had a really cool room in Burbank that I used to rent out and take Reiki clients for years. But what kind of bummed me out about that was I noticed that as my, my practices and, and the energy work that I want, that was coming through uh, that I was being guided and, and the different, the deep work that that's really beyond Reiki that was wanting to happen in this little tiny room in Burbank and then I would send my clients home in LA traffic to, and I'm like, no, this isn't in resonance. It, my work just started becoming much deeper than that. And, and then around, so I stopped doing that for a little bit. I was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't know. And so I kind of shelved taking clients on my healing journey from like 24 to maybe I think 26. And at that point I was just working on friends, really working on myself, um, still studying. Cause I'm, I'm such a nerd. Like I'm an Aquarian. It's like every single night, every day I'm, I'm learning, I'm, I'm researching and, and random questions. I'm Pinterest boards of everything. I'm just, I'm so for, so for it. And, um, so I shelved everything for two years and then I got introduced to ayahuasca and my first plant medicine ceremony it was like my spirit just like grounded in again. Like I just, even thinking about it and talking about it right now, I just got this wave of of energy that just brings me home. I'm so grateful for the medicine. And I was like, okay, this is really who I am. This is, uh, and at the time I was still pursuing acting and I was having some success, you know? So I didn't know if that's what I, where I wanted to put my energy, but even in acting, my game plan, if you would have asked me at any time why I wanted to be an actor or why I was perf- pursuing entertainment, it was because I could create a platform to heal. That was always the end goal, no matter what. That's like, that was my spirit. And so I had to kind of push myself out of the way because it, it always, it's backwards. You focus on that first and then everything else comes. So I had this whole idea that I needed to create some sort of platform in LA to be able to than speak from. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's never, never the way. It's the vibration and the beingness that brings forth and magnetizes all the things. So it's been really cool to just finally come home into what I feel really is my dharma. And with ayahuasca, I, I started, I was studying and then I got asked to work as a healer on the healing mat. So working with women and working with people as a healer in ceremony and with other healers was also a huge, huge shift and really seeing the miracles, the miracles that happen when healers are working together, it it creates this whole thing. And especially when you have, you know, you have someone laying down and experiencing the healing and you have the medicine and you have the the music and you have everyone in the ceremony being the divine witnesses, holding the space for the miracle to really happen. And then you have different healers that have their own techniques. So we maybe would have somebody at the feet channeling, channeling energy into the feet. You'd have somebody at the head, the crown chakra, that's holding that divine space for the for energy to move into the crown chakra. And then you might have two people on either side of the person working somatically in the body and everyone's 
cueing each other and it's happening in this divine rhythm. We're all listening to spirit and letting spirit guide the experience. And that's when I just get, so, I'm like lit up right now. There's so much fire running through me in this moment, just talking about it because it brings me back to these memories. I almost want to cry. I'm just like seeing miracles happen for people and seeing like, it's just so real. It's so real. It's, and just seeing the the power and the metaphysical aspects of healing. It's like when we're working and we're holding the different tissues and we're holding the things that, that the, the parts of the body that need to be loved that have been holding things. And we're also holding, you know, the end, the feet, the crown and the head. And then we're there for the divine because it's so much bigger for us. The angels that rally around us, the, the, the golden light, it's like whatever, whoever's angel, all the angels are there, whatever guides are there for each person. Like, it's just, I've, I've seen miracles. And so it's like, when I started being able to be a part of that, it, it was like, I finally got my invitation to Hogwarts. Like it had it was what I was, I was like, and nothing from that point on, nothing felt more like purpose. My spirit was never, has never been as activated is when I'm playing a part in that, when I'm, when I'm witnessing. And so there was just a home that I found in that, that was, I was like, okay, I've done this in many, many lifetimes and all these memories of Egypt and Atlantis and Lemuria and and it's so funny because I've met so many people on my path that that were there in those lifetimes that we did these things together and, and how we worked with energy in those ancient future, ancient civilizations. And now we're coming back to be able to work and heal in the same way in a ceremonial fashion with that technology, with the sound. We, you know, we have so many sound healers at True Healers and we have all these different, I can't wait to do live events where we get to really I, I mean, I'm so excited. It is it's because so exciting. it's magic. Mm -hmm. Wow, I, you're going through an ayahuasca journey and going through it with healers as your ceremony partners is alone, breathtaking. Mm. And I mm -hmm. am. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I feel really blessed to to be given the opportunity to, to, to move back into those memories. Cause it's like in the quantum field, I'm receiving so much in energy in my body. It feels like just galactic particles moving through, just taking me back to those moments. I'm receiving so much nourishment and healing, even in my, even in this present moment, because that's what it is. It's quantum. And yeah, and it's, it's just it's, yeah. like negative stuff. If you can replay like a car accident in your in your mind, your body will go through that same trauma. So when you're you're reliving positive moments, all that same stuff is now rehappening to all those neurons. I think that's why we're so quickly to get emotional of tears of joy because we can feel that so right. real as if it was happening. Because time, as we think, is linear, but it is. It's quantum. It's happening all the time because you just felt it. You were just there. Yes. Welcome back, sister. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. And um, okay, so should we get into the forecast? Do you have yeah, any questions? Yeah, let's get into the forecast for and then we'll wrap it up there. And next week, okay. we'll cover all products and we could probably even we'll create a whole episode around that. So let's dig into Gigi. Let's her do it. Astro forecast that gets featured through True Healers. 
Every month it is a wonderful blog. Mm. It's always my go-to when I'm going out to meet strangers or tell people about true healers. My go-to thing is, do you like astrology? I know that I know most likely they're going to say yes. I'm read our blog. Read our blog. Yes. Read, our blog. read the blog. I'm And how do they sign up for that, right? They just go to the www.thetreehealers.com. Mm-hmm. You scroll down, it'll ask you to type in your first name, second line of email, third, click enter, and you're all in. You'll get three Boom. free gifts. With Boom. Three awesome bomb spiritual books that Melody our CMOs yes. picked out. And then after that, you are on our newsletter. So you'll get all the updates of when podcasts are dropping, what products are being released in the shop, what are we featuring in our shop, what healers are we featuring that month on our IG Live, what is the best way to book, all sorts of stuff. So please, everybody, sign up for the e-blast. And yeah, yes. so let's go. Let, let's tell everybody what our astro for. All righty, y'all. So it is Capricorn season. Home is where the heart is. And these are Gigi's words. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Gigi. Big shout out to Gigi. Home is where the heart is. Where does your heart feel safe? Under the layers of emotional turmoil, financial stress, mental strain, and physical exhaustion. This is a crescendo into the end of a shambled year. To the end of how things used to be, saying goodbye to 2021, to every loved one that transitioned, to the jobs we lost, the small businesses that had to close down, to the people we no longer have relationships with, to hometowns we had to move from, to our animal friends who are on the rainbow bridge, and to all that is heavy to carry into the new year. Be where you feel safe for the end of 2021. Okay, well, it's 2022 now, so... Um, be home. It may be more appropriate to welcome this year with the tears of last year, with open arms, with empathy, with compassion and divine love. Astro affirmation. Here we go. I accept my pain with time. It shall ease lifting away. My tears shall aid in it and escaped and my heart shall heal once again. I'll read that one more time. I accept my pain with time. It shall ease lifting away. My tears shall aid it in escape, and my heart shall heal once again. Mm. I love that. Capricorn deep healing. Okay. Capricorn is a cardinal sign. Capricorn is one of the three modalities of astrology. These signs have initiatory force and each and start each of our four solar seasons. They lead naturally and tend to lean into life. Pushing for new experiences, the four cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So we just had our new moon in Capricorn. You guys know that. It was on the second. Uh, We kind of ran through a bit of that on our our new moon (laughs) intentions and whatnot for on the last show. But we're coming up on the full moon in Cancer. The Cancer full moon enters this month on Monday, January 17th at 7.48 p.m. ET, 6.48 p.m. PT, if y'all want to jot that down. Uh, When the full moon resets in its natal sign of cancer, we can be encouraged to release emotional energy, cry, moan in anguish, and sit with our pain. It is a full moon to stay home for. So brewing some calming tea, listening to your favorite podcast, wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Or watch a romantic comedy while you eat some warming, nurturing foods. Be kind and gentle to yourself during this time. Mm, I'm kind of getting the feel of like mothering yourself. Cancer is that mothering energy, taking time to really mother. Yeah. So, okay. 
The sun sign forecast, Aries, here we go, y'all. Aries, as we peace out of 2021, never wanting to look back and boarding our first class plane to 2022, it would be very wise not to be carrying heavy luggage full of resentment, regret, and judgment with you. Forgiveness is a powerful tool. And if you choose to give it to yourself, it becomes a gift, a gift that you, a gift that can set you free. Feel true emotional freedom flying into the new year by letting go of all of that baggage. Mm, Ashe. They could do Taurus. That in the new moon of Cancer. Spend yes. All Aries. Spend your time indoors and release everything you do not want anymore. All mm. the emotional baggage. You don't need it. Let it go. Yes. You don't need it. Bye bye. Let it go, Taurus. I mean, let it go, Aries. Aries. Okay. Moving into Taurus. Taurus, here you go. It's your time to shine. Taurus. Have you told the ones you love how much they mean to you? It would be in your highest interest to express your love for family, friends, community, and the earth while entering this new year. It will be a time of deep reflection of how you're spending your time and money, a time to reevaluate how you spend your finances and relationships. This year's eclipse season will be in Taurus Scorpio. So you will be experiencing some quantum leaps as long as you are motivated and take action. Okay, beautiful. Taurus, stay focused. You guys can stay do it. Stay forest. Take take action, Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> stay forest. Run, run, Taurus. Run, forest. <laughs> run, Taurus. Run. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Gemini. Gemini. Rewrite your destiny, sweet butterfly. What is important to you financially? How do you anchor in abundance? Ringing in this new year will fill your head with wonderful questions. Take time to journal and reflect on all that you have and all that you wish to manifest. You've done quantum leaps in the past year, and now it's time to slow down and restore your energy. All right, Gemini, slow it down, restore your energy, what's important to you, anchor in your abundance. Yes, yes, yes. You guys did it already. Now it's time to chill. Mm Mm-hmm. Cancer, cancer, cancer. This will be a year to make new dreams and create new connections and new directions. What do you want to learn and apply your leadership skills to the world? Mm, I love that. What do you want to learn and apply your leadership skills to the world? This is not a year to play it safe. It's not a year to depend on anyone to take care of you. For if you hold on to old habits, you may find yourself regressing and others may have to give you a harsh awakening. Wake up and take charge of your life. Wake up, yeah. cancer. Yeah, stand on those <laughs> feet. Get in your integrity. Be yes. on your purpose. Love it. Leo, Leo, Leo. Look around your home. Do you see things that are you're holding on to? Do you see things that you're holding on to? Close your eyes. Can you visualize all that no longer serves you? What do you need to let go of to make way for something better to anchor in? Acts of service will highly benefit you this year, Leo. How can you give back or continue to give back to your community and the world? You have the power to inspire so many people this year. It's up to you on how you'll do it. I love that, Leo. Get out there and be of service. We need yes, you. We need your line your mission statement. Uh-huh. Okay, Virgo. Virgo, Virgo. It's time to create a new frequency as we enter this new year. A new opening for your spiritual path emerges and can aid you to find a new meaning of life. This will be a time to remember the lessons you've learned and to accept the outcome of them. There is a big chance for new financial luck and abundance this year. Mm, mm. Like Finding that. romance, uh-huh, or even taking your relationship to the next level. Hmm. You're on the right track, Virgo. Let's go. Do it, do it. Do it, do it, Virgo. 
<laughs> All righty. Libra. Libra, Libra. Oh, our charming little socialite. It would be wise to enter the new year in calm and silence, surrounded by quality energy and in a safe space. Protect your heart and let it take charge. Slow down, count your blessings, and give gratitude to all that you have. Go for it this year. Do what makes you happy and remember to give back to the community. Acts of service can help us on our spiritual path to see that those who have less than us can still find happiness. Be inspired by life and explore around with a fresh perspective. Mm. Mm. I love that. All Libras mm. in my life are socialites mm. and peacemakers, all yes. charming. Yes, yes. Scorpio, this That's is your year. Uh-huh. This your year, boo. This your year. With the eclipse season being in Scorpio and Taurus, we will experience quantum leaps. Uh-huh. All righty. Jupiter enters our sun, our sign, highlighting new work opportunities, focusing on health and blessing our relationships. It is a year for growth, development, and major transformation. Release that in which you no longer need to make space for a strong energy of abundance. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. I love it. I read that I was super pumped. And then Caitlin's a Gemini, so I feel like my business partner really went through all the quantum leaps their past year. So now it's like handing off the baton. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Ooh. I could do it this year. Ooh. I got us. Ooh. Yes. I love that. Uh, Sagittarius. What do you want, Sagittarius? It is time to reevaluate what you, what you think that is. What would you like to self-develop this year? Be honest with yourself on how you can change and grow to be the best version of yourself. It's time to change how you see money and value. There are some limiting beliefs and ideas that are blocking you from guiding, gaining abundance. It's time to work on your self-limiting beliefs and how you may be holding yourself back. Clear all these blockages this month so the new year can flow to anchor in new opportunities. Get it, Sagittarius? Yes. They should, all Sagittarius should read the book of integrity. I love that. That would be great for them. Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. Happy solar return, Capricorns. Time to step up and step into an entire new realm of operating. This year will highlight that the more you surrender to the higher powers, the more you'll be catapulted into a higher frequency. I love that. Remember, Capricorn, we are not in control. We are in charge. Ah. Love it. That's great. You've got to let go of control if you want to advance. Let go of 2021 and all that came with it. 2022 is a whole different realm you may not be prepared for, and that's okay. All right, Capricorn. Up and up that hill you go. Up and up. (laughs) Okay, Aquarius. This is me. Aquarius, Aquarius. Shout out to all my Aquarians out there. It is time to reevaluate what is important to you. Family, friends, community, love life, career, finances, health, and wellness. Which areas are your priorities now? A lot has shifted since the last New Year's. Make sure you know going into the new year what your current priorities are. It may be a time to shift your mindset and be more open-minded this year. The manifesting energies will anchor in a new family for you. Hmm. The manifesting energies will anchor in a new family for you, whether it's welcoming a new star seed into your fan- family, finding a new community, joining a divine union, or finding your soul family. You know, that's really right funny. I, I do. I, that's a, that reading is absolute true. Uh, because I feel like I found my fam at True Healers. So that's, that's right on point. That's beautiful. 
I love that. We got you, girl. That was, Yay! That was such a good Aww. reading, though. I feel so got. Okay. Uh, Pisces. Pisces, Pisces, what are your values? What do you believe in? Ringing in the new year bell with these will be an important question to ask yourself. This year may place you in connecting with others who align with your values. It's a year for networking, sparks flying, lighting up your career sector from publishing, traveling, expansion, investing in new business opportunities. Be open to new friendships, love interest, work associates, and putting energy towards those who already are in your life. It could be a year where you cultivate a community or anchor yourself to one. Embrace the change and you'll level up tenfold. Mm. Written by Gigi Ventura, Priestess of the Divine, 2022. Shout out to Gigi. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Gigi. And if you want to find her and book her for a private session, you could go on our website, www.thetruehealers.com. You'll find Gigi under our spirit category. And you're more than welcome to book her for in-person appointments in Los Angeles County. Or if you're anywhere else in the world, virtual will work for her. Mm. You're also more than welcome to book Share. You'll be able to find her on our under our spirit section. She is available for virtual appointments for everywhere. And if you happen to be in her NERCA, Florida, we can help you all figure that out. Um, as well as myself, yeah. I'm in the body section. You could find me there. Book me for anywhere in Los Angeles County. I am not a good virtual massage therapist. It's not my <laughs> in-person hands-on body is where my nook is. You know what? Actually, as you were saying that, I just got this visualization of you being on Zoom with someone and just kind of like moving your hands in the air. And I'm like, you know what? Jackie's that talented. They would, you would, it you'd might still work. be it getting, you probably, <laughs> but right now, I, I, you know what? I'll just stick for in person. <laughs> oh and next week we will go over our product list. We'll most likely do a spell. We got a spell book that we got in from our website. We have a whole marketplace for all of your wellness gifts, tools, needs for all of your journey. So please check that out. We also pulled a card, but when Cher was doing, before we open every podcast, we get together, we have fun, we talk first, and we enjoy each other's company. And then also Mm. she does an opening prayer ceremony, meditation to get us grounded. And while she was doing that today, I felt called to go ahead and pull a card. And I sent it all to Cher so she can go ahead and close out with that. And after that, if you have any closing statements, we'll be good to let everybody on their way. All right, guys, y'all waiting for the car. This is for you. Okay. Pulled by the queen empress herself. Six of earth, gifts of money, time, or effort, new career opportunities, receiving a loan, or paying off debts. And there's a beautiful image of a fairy and a scale. We were talking about the Libra, and I thought that they looked like bumblebees in the little pods there, but I'm not sure. But anyway, the energy of the card is really beautiful. It's very fairy-like. Six of earth. Let's see what it has to say. Abundance is on the way. Snap, snap, snap. The universe loves a grateful heart and rewards gratitude with more abundance. You may be the recipient of this bounty or you may be the giver. Gifts may be monetary or take some other form, such as an opportunity, advice, and so forth. 
New career opportunities present themselves involving those who can be relied upon to be fair and responsible. Promotions, bonuses, and financial rewards are all possible at this time. Additional meanings of this card, profit sharing, receiving a loan, the paying off of debts, celebration of a job well done. Boom, y'all. So I'm just blessing all the prosperity and abundance that's on the way to everyone listening. And I just invite you to maybe snap around your aura just for a second. Let's just do some snaps. Like let's just invite that good flowing energy so we can just give it and be overflowing to give it and let it, let our cups be overflowing so we can pour it into our, our dharmas, our, 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 around us, our communities, all of it. So just sending this, this prayer out in this moment and, and with a grateful heart for the, the prosperity and the, the bounteousness that's come my way recently and just making this prayer for everyone to feel those waves of prosperous energy coming, weaving and flowing to you in this now moment. So just imagining that golden light speeding its way to you and almost inviting in a giggle or just a smile or whatever comes up, just being in gratitude for that before it's even come and and tuning into what you will do with that energy, how you're going to give back, what you're going to do, how you're going to make impact, how you're going to take that energy or that abundance, that prosperity and use it. Um, to offer it up to the world and and for the highest good and for the whole and all those awesome epic things and and just feeling how that energy and that prayer feeling it coming in and also staying connected to the why and what we're going to use that energy for and how it's going to affect the world and how it's going to enable us to give our special piece of the puzzle to the world so just Ending a prayer with that. May you feel that prayer and feel how that opens your electromagnetic field. And uh, yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Yes, we love you. If you liked our show, please leave a review on any of our, anywhere that you saw this podcast today. Also, please follow us on our Instagram at the True Healers. Share what's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is at... C-H-E-R underscore J-O-L-Y-N-E. So share underscore Jolene. That's me. And also I will be giving a free uh, mini virtual healing session to my favorite review. So every week, whoever reviews the podcast, what? I'll be picking. I know. I'm a excited. So that is what? such an amazing gift. I might have to be the person that writes the review. <laughs> So if anybody out there is looking to quantum timeline hop, connect with the angels and and experience their divine presence, um, please leave a review. First, don't just for that, but let us know what you think about the podcast. Let let us know what 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 you think, how the experience has been tuning in with us, how you feel, and we will we will all choose one and we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll make it happen. We'll do a little rebirth ceremony. So Awesome. Awesome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you all next week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye, y'all.